I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his old sweet song. but another fairly mundane game at the Valley as Connor Washington's third goal in a week rescues a point against Shrewsbury. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. I hope you are well. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me on this week's show to look back at that 1-1 draw uh, with Salop uh, yesterday at the Valley. First up, uh, Mr Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? Evening all. Yeah, good. Thank you, Louis. Yeah, enjoying uh, a Rabona just now, are you? Nursing a Rabona, if, if you will. <laughs> yeah, got a little bit of excited there. Very good goal in the Tottenham game. Yeah. Uh, hopefully people have Got it on record and waiting to watch the game after. Might spoil it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. There's uh, people desperate for any level of quality football at the moment, and well, maybe the North London derby might be. That's where Nathan is certainly watching that. Um, also joining us uh, on this week's show, Tom. Tom Wallen, how you doing? Um, did you see the physio yesterday for Shrewsbury? Not nearly enough as much as I wanted to. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was probably the highlight of the yeah. whole game, I think. It's just great that the um, the picture that Kyle sent of, uh, to us of him was him waving at someone in the crowd. It was like, oh, if only it's I could somehow photoshop 
Tom sat in the crowd somehow. But yeah, uh, yeah. How are? Did you enjoy the game yesterday? Nope. But uh, I'm here to talk about it now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's get, sort of getting into that little bit of a rut now at the moment, isn't it? When we don't win games and we play. Uh, a bit, bit average, uh, like we did yesterday. So on uh, this evening's show, we'll hear the highlights uh, very shortly uh, of the one-all draw with Shrewsbury. Also hear, of course, uh, from the Addicts boss, Lee Bayer, his views on yesterday's performance. Uh, we've got your tweets and emails to come to, as well as uh, looking ahead uh, to Tuesday's home game with Bristol Rovers, our third home game uh, in eight days. But yeah, so Tom, before we hear those highlights... Um, you know, we had we had moments. You know, we had chances. Chucks hit the bar as well. Obviously, before we we levelled up, um, we could easily have lost that as well yesterday. Some of those opportunities we gifted Shrewsbury in the closing stages, but you know, Shrews came to sit behind the ball, make it difficult for us to create those chances, and and that's exactly what happened. We didn't find the quality and on enough occasions to to break through them. Yeah, pretty much summed it up. Um... Yeah, moved the ball around nicely in that in that first half, I thought. But as you say, they defended narrow, they defended deep, and we couldn't really find a way to break them down. And then in the second half, it was weird. We just, I thought we were pretty bad second half, to be honest. Um, I know Boya came out after the game and said he told them to do pretty much the same thing, but they definitely didn't do that. I was, yeah, really disappointed in that second half performance. And overall, as you said earlier on, just a bit of a bland mundane nothing game really and as I tweeted it was if you're looking at a game to sum up the the opinion that I've got that we're not going to go up I think that pretty much did that it was just a bit of a bland mid-table drab draw really um, so yeah disappointing after a couple of games where performances have been very very slightly better and I suppose it's another point it's not a defeat so so that's positive as well um, but ultimately, those sort of results aren't going to be enough to get us up. So, um, yeah, we're going to need to to change those into wins sooner rather than later if there is chance of playoffs. Oh, turn myself on mute there. Uh, Benji, I guess if we're going to try and talk about positives from yesterday, yeah, it is four unbeaten, um, still within touch of the, of the top six. Uh, can't drop too many points like that at home anymore. Um I've, Still still clinging on to those top six hopes. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we'd given up, but now I've been dragged back in slightly. Um, what would you reckon, Ben? Am I am I talking nonsense there, that we've still got an outside, outside, outside chance? Especially looking at how Portsmouth are playing at the moment. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, I don't like to look at other teams. I like to focus on ourselves. And if if when, say, if we do get in the playoffs and we've got three games to get promoted, are we going to be able to put enough trust in this team to get us promoted on the day. And no, I don't think so. We're just so inconsistent. Uh, certain performers are, are really unfortunate. I've, like Chuck's yesterday, there was a real uncharacteristic performance from him. You had a banked on him scoring that goal. There were a couple of touches where it bounced off his foot and he didn't look like his usual self. I personally would have started with him yesterday, but because as Boya said before, and they were a, they're a tall team, so we couldn't play the ball high and lump it up to Stockley. So I, I thought that Chucks was definitely going to start, so I was quite baffled by that. But, yeah, just the inconsistency of the team. I mean, we missed Jake so much yesterday. We missed him making us tick through the middle, and I personally didn't understand why Prattley and Watson didn't start and why it took so long to bring Shinny on, because if Stockley is starting, who's the guy that always assists him is Shinny. 
Um, and I thought he kind of changed the game when he came on and we started to create a few more chances from then. But no, I think if, if we are going to break into those playoffs, it was a game yesterday for us to win. Um, and even just a good performance, as, as Tom just said there, it was a drab draw. And I don't know if we were a little bit afraid not to lose. Um, that maybe that was a problem. We weren't brave enough to go for that for that goal. We only seemed to go for it a bit more when we conceded. So I think we were a bit afraid to to lose yesterday and and go back into that habit of of losing at home and just kind of didn't take the ball by the horns and, and go for it. And if we did get in those playoffs miraculously, I don't think we got it in us to then get to Wembley. And, and get promoted. Yeah, there we go. Right, let's have a listen back to the highlights then on Valley Pass Live. Steve Brown was alongside your commentators, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Goal kick comes away. Washington, great control. He's got four Shrewsbury players around him. He's looking for his assistance provided to him by Morgan. Morgan out left to Miller. Martin on the overlap. Miller uses Martin into the penalty area. Ball back towards Miller. Uh, Morgan takes control. Oh, and it's headed away from the keeper's hands by Williams. Whether or not the keeper could have got there is a debatable one. It's away for a chop corner. corner. On the chop left-hand side. Morgan swings it in. It's a good corner as well. Pierce is there, and it's uh, Stockley with the first header. Prattley with the second one, but he couldn't crane his neck to get to the uh, proper side of the ball to get it goalwards, and it's away for a goal kick. He'll get there first, though. The Shrewsbury man held up by Gunter. Goes back to Vela. Vela with the cross, looking for the run of Main, and Main gets there ahead of the goalkeeper. It's over. Shrewsbury claiming that Amos came through Main. Pierce again. He looked to go long towards Stockley, and it's over his head and over Washington's head, and Shrewsbury trying to clear, but Charlton pushed up well and will get it back with Martin on a run on the left hand side. Ball in, looking for Stockley. Saved by the goalkeeper. That's a chance for Charlton. That's the best chance. Both Greg. managers will be relatively pleased in terms of what they've seen. Shrewsbury's away team will be delighted. It's still nil-nil. They've conjured up a couple of opportunities. There goes the half-time whistle. But I also think Lee will be quite pleased. Just needs a little bit more in that final third. Down by Martson and then Watson out to the right to Pennington. He's making a run from centre-half. Pennington, the cross looking in to Goss with the header. And Shrewsbury take the lead. Question marks over the space that Goss got in the end. It was the delivery. That was excellent. Tidy finish as well, but Charlton... Question marks in the defence. Yeah, there always is when you concede. And we have said in commentary two or three times it's Goss that will make the break from a midfield area, trying to get in behind that Charlton defence. You know, it's again, we're just seeing the replay there. It's a, it is a wonderful delivery in terms of where that ball has ended up. But, you, you know, without seeing the entire passage of play, you question might where your right back is. Why hasn't he tucked round enough? Was he high up the pitch just seconds before? Couldn't get in the recovery position. Why was your first centre-half this far out? And we're doing just that. Ball's out with Washington. Right edge of the penalty. He tries to get into a Nikkei. Oh, he crashes in against the bar and a header from Shinny. The follow-up is over the top of the bar. And Charlton coming so close to getting the equaliser. Inside, finds Martin, who'd stayed inside, finds Washington in the box. Washington, can he make space for the shot? Trying to get an angle, does so, and it's in! He manages to squeeze it in between the keeper's outstretched right hand and the post, and Charlton are back on level terms. And now, now you're going to see the consequences of how they've approached the game in the last five minutes. Can they get out of this defensive mode they've caught themselves in? All credit has to go to Connor Washington, because I thought they blocked up that inside channel 
ever so well. He went inside on his right, and you've got to give him a lot of credit, Terry, for not shooting too early. That inside channel is blocked off. He recognised it. He takes another touch on the inside, and then he takes a third touch, I think. There's one, there's two, there's the third, which opens up the angle. You think he's going to go for the far side, which is why the keeper gets caught out low to his right. He's thinking there's a curled shot going towards his left-hand post, so he's probably got his weight on his left-hand side. It's very, very difficult. Oh, uh, Ted, he'd be a bit disappointed that hasn't been saved low to the right by the keeper, but we don't care. It's one all. Into play down that left-hand side at first, but it's a loose ball by Gunter. And it's uh, Davis in the box. He's got it back. And that's a wasted opportunity. I think it was Edwards who sent the ball into the back of the cover end. And they'll think they should have scored there. No, they definitely should have scored. You know, Amos got caught in no man's hands. Not his fault, by the way. Avoids that attention and sends it long, looking for a doe. Header inside, it's going to go straight to Wally. Takes the instant shot. It's gone beyond Amos and just beyond the right-hand post. Yeah, you just don't head it into the inside channel as a centre-half. It's a cardinal sin. I saw Oshelaja do it for a goal. I think it was against Gillingham, their first goal after 30 seconds where they curled it in the bottom corner. You just don't head it inside. You don't gamble that this late on. We're making a few fundamental errors here in the last five minutes that should have really cost us the it's game. Beyond uh, Josemi and Washington just can't get his head there in front of Pennington, and that is the last action of the game. Send it all square here at the Valley. There we go. That was the highlights of yesterday's uh, one-all draw with, uh, with with Shrewsbury, and yeah, we really were lucky not to to give to give the point away that that, that we had uh, yesterday, Tom. I mean, again, it's got a bit panicky at the end. I don't really know. Uh, what was happening there? But I mean, over, overall, how much how much can you read into that performance? You know, Shrewsbury came and, and, and sat behind the ball, which which I said on Thursday they will do. They, they, they'll make it difficult for us to to break them down. I was speaking to uh, Lewis Cox, a Shrewsbury journalist who we've had on the show a few times. You know, about before games with them, and he says they tend to do well when 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 they sit back and soak up, and that's what they did against us. And they did make it difficult for us to create chances. We had a few in the first half. I think we we were probing, weren't we? Had a few openings, but. You know, it was a bit quiet. Um, fell behind. Um, you know, again, we've fallen asleep uh, as a cross come in. I think Gunter's got the wrong side. I think we've allowed um, the, the the player to get the cross in in the, in the first place. And it was Sean Goss who, who headed home. Um, then, then we, you know, switched things up. Subs came on, made, made some changes. But it was Connor Washington who got his third goal in a week to get us back onto level turns. But then we didn't really have a, a massive opportunity to go and win it after that. Um how, how much? How much are you going to read into the fact that we that we that we can't seem to break down a Shrewsbury side who came and sat behind the ball? Whereas a few weeks ago, perhaps I think we would have, you know, even when when we certainly were more open at the back, we actually were a bit more exciting going forward as well, and we seem to have tailed off in that in that regard recently. Yeah, I think I, I don't read too much into it because I, I think that's probably about where we are as a as a team at the moment. Um, I agree with you, we have been slightly better recently, but I think Curbs has said it a couple of times on, on Valley Pass that in order to shore up the defence, and although we, we're still not really keeping clean sheets, I think you know we have eradicated a fair few of the mistakes, we've had to kind of sacrifice our attacking flair a little bit, and I, I slightly agree with him. We do see, still seem to be scoring pretty regularly, but we're, we're still conceding a few as well, but Perhaps the margins just aren't as bad as they had been in in previous weeks. So I think it's really difficult. I kind of agree with what Benji said, that when when you've got a team like that that sit back, you want people like Shinny, obviously like Jake, who obviously couldn't play, and and Smith uh, in midfield, players like that to try and pick them apart. I I agree with Bowie. Morgan just looked knackered in that second half. And 
I feel like someone like Prattley or Watson, you know, it, it plays into Shrewsbury's hands because they're, you know, they like a sort of a battle and that sort of a game. But but Shrewsbury loved that as well. And so we ended up playing their game, I think, a little bit too much yesterday. If we'd have had some more of the, the quality players, like uh, like Benji said, having Chucks in there, because um, we know what he's like, he's got quick feet. And having someone like a Shinny or a Smith in the midfield as well to try and pick passes through them, it might have made a difference. I just feel it was a little bit one-dimensional from us yesterday. And yeah, it's it's frustrating, but it's it's no different to anything I've seen you know, for the majority of this season, unfortunately, it is the way that we're playing at the moment. It is a pragmatic style. And when it gets results, it gets praise like we, we did uh, on Thursday when we talked about Tuesday's performance. But I just felt against a team like Shrewsbury, you really want to show the quality you've got because that's the way that you'll beat them and you'll break them down. And we have got quality in this team, but we just didn't really show it again yesterday. And it was a tough one, really. Um, but... As I said, a point's better than nothing. You, you've got to try and find the positives. I think coming from behind, I, I don't know how many times we've done that. I know we only only to get a point rather than win the game, but to fall, as soon as we fell behind, I assumed that would be that. But we did manage to get ourselves back in the game. So there are positives to take, but ultimately it's two points dropped. And you look, I think we, we dominated possession. We had, I think, something like 15 shots, but, but two on target. It's just... It's not enough for a team that want to finish in the top six, is it? And that's ultimately, I think, going to be our downfall. Mm. Yeah, I mean, in the first half, Benji, we had a, a few chances. I think notably the one that came down the left and uh, with Martin and was played in for, for Jaden Stockland. He worked the goalkeeper. Um, I think there was one for Albie Morgan as well, cleared off the line. But, you know, when it, when it got to half time in that game, I wasn't thinking, right, you know, we're we're, we're playing badly. But I wasn't thinking, right, you know, we, we, we've blown Shrewsbury away in this first half. No, there were some good passages of play. Um, as you said, I think Matson, or Martson, whatever you want to call him, he got forward quite well. There were some good runs down the wing. But that was coming from us passing it neat on the floor. And just, yeah, stock, it was Stockley in that position. And maybe if it was Chucks or maybe if it was Ronnie in that position, someone who likes the ball at their feet in the box, they would have put that one away, I'm sure, at uh, half-time. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stockley. Sorry, my black man uh, was kicking himself for missing that because it was poor. It was straight at the keeper, and it was a good chance. I think Albie Morgan's shot was good, but I think if the defender doesn't get his head to it, the keeper's safe in it. But yeah, we got to half time. I couldn't say I thought we were the team on top and we deserved to lead at half time. It was one of those games where it was. Nothing really setting either team apart. And that's really because, as, as Tom said, it, it was more of a battle in the midfield. And recently we've been used to Jake making us tick in the middle and we didn't have that person there. Um, of, of course, we've been used to, if Stockley's playing, booting it up there. We tended not to do that yesterday, uh, which, which was good. But then Stockley's touch wasn't on it because he's used to it to his head. Um, but yeah, first half... I. I can't say I thought we we made to look the better side and that we were going to win it from there. I, I really thought that because Prattley was on a yellow, I thought he would change it up then. Uh, but unfortunately, he didn't. And then we went behind. And I think maybe if we would have changed up half time, it might have been a different picture. Mm, yeah, I mean, the goal again, 
uh, Tom. I mean, considering I didn't think, you know, before that we'd, we we looked fairly solid, it's just it just shows that you fall asleep, you get punished, and you know, even even by by Shrewsbury, you know, a, a simple cross that came over, gun to court the wrong side, and, and Goss is there to head home, and it's just just frustrating now. Thirteen games without a clean sheet at the Valley, and every game it seems like we just have one of these moments, and we get and we get punished for it. Yeah, and that's what I mean about what Curbs was saying. I think it sounds stupid because there has been so many games without a clean sheet, but we have improved defensively. But where we've improved from is pretty much the worst defending I think I've ever seen us us have over the the past few months. So it's a uh, and you're right, it's frustrating, and and you could see it through the game. I think the guys on commentary called it as well that Goss was making those runs from deep on more than one occasion. And uh, we'd handled them largely quite well. And then there was that one moment, as you say, where we fall asleep. And it was a good ball in, to be fair, right into the, that kind of corridor behind the back four. And there he was to, to steer it home. And it wasn't really anything Amos could do, I didn't think. It was point blank, really. Um, but as you say, it was a game where I, I didn't think we'd created too much. Uh, certainly in terms of clear cut chances, but Shrewsbury weren't weren't worrying me in terms of being an attacking threat at all because they hadn't really created anything either. So it felt like the first goal was going to be really crucial. And that's why when I look past that goal, I'm so pleased that we managed to get back into it because I thought that it was maybe going to only have one goal in the game to decide it. And so, yeah, really disappointing to concede yet again. Um, and that's somewhere I think ultimately in the summer we're going to have to address not only because obviously Famo is going to go back to to Norwich, but we just haven't really got the the personnel there. Pierce will be a year older. Deji, I'd be very surprised if he's still at the club. So you're looking at Ryan Innes, who's obviously coming back from a long term injury, and that's that's pretty much your your only defender. Um, so we're going to need to do some work there, and it is simplistic to say when Innes and, and Famo were there, it was fine, and now it's not, but. The truth is there there are two best defenders by some distance and one of them's only just come coming back and, and the other's been out for a long time. So it does explain the the conceding the goals, but to not have a single clean sheet in in the last twelve or thirteen is is unbelievable, really. You'd think at least one of them. But um yeah, another disappointing goal to concede. But as I said earlier, that's the reason for me we're not going up because we keep doing that every single week. Mm. And uh, well, Mr. Reliable as well, Chooks and EK, our top goal scorer, unable to convert a massive, massive chance. Great work from Connor Washington, who obviously we'll speak about his goal shortly. Um, on the right-hand side, he puts the ball into the middle. And I mean, you'd put your house on Chuck scoring that, Ben. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's funny, isn't it? Like we've, uh, we, we've seen him miss a couple like that now. There was one at the other end, I can't remember what game it was, where he volleyed against the crossbar from, from quite close range. It's like, it's almost like he wants to score the perfect goal into the roof of the net and, and he just needs to just get it into the back of the net and worry about what it looks like after. Oh yeah, that, that really was a massive chance. And as you said, I mean, we've said about it on this show loads of times that he's our best player. If Chucks is on form, the whole of the team's on form because he brings so much confidence to the team. He brings us forward well, plays the ball well with his feet and great play by Washington, great ball across. And as you said, you've put your house on him scoring from there. And I don't know if it's a case of he was a bit rusty, just come on. I don't want to make excuses. I'm sure he wouldn't make excuses. You've got to score from there, haven't you? And look, as, as Tom just said there, Shrewsbury didn't have many chances in the game, but it took a great cross and a great header to score. And you kind of think 
I don't care how many chances we have in a game. You have a clear-cut chance like that, you score it, and it just changes the whole format of the game. And then we've got a bit of confidence about ourselves. I mean, we'll talk about Washington's goal in a minute, but I felt Washington looked a little bit more confident yesterday after coming off the back of scoring two in a week. And he put in a really good performance. And it was a great cross for him for Chucks. And I just, maybe Chucks is feeling a bit like a bit down at the moment as well. Maybe he's not feeling as confident as he was because suddenly he's not starting. And he only came off the bench on Tuesday. So he's fit enough. It's not as like he's played 90 minutes on Tuesday. He's fit enough to be playing. And uh, and he's, well, he basically set up the goal on Tuesday, didn't he, with a neat move. So maybe it's a bit of a case of that. He's feeling a bit of pressure, Stockley above him and kind of rushed it. I don't know. I know the wind and the hail was coming down as well, but I don't want to make too much excuses for him because he, he should have scored that and that would have been uh, propelled us on. And uh, luckily we did get a goal to bring us back in the game and it's kind of not looked upon that much, that miss. Yeah, it came from Connor Washington that that leveller his third goal at the Valley in a week. Ten goals for the season as well for Connor. You know that's a big that's a big return for a, for a, well, for a striker who plays for Charlton. We don't often get that. It feels like, uh, but we've we've got two now with, with Chooks and, and and Connor. And you know it's um it was a really good goal actually. As as Brownie said in the, in the commentary, he had to be really patient to wait his chance to to fire that shot off. Uh, into the bottom corner, the keeper may have done slightly better if might have been slightly um, unsighted on it. But you know, big big week it's been for Connor, Tom. Yeah, uh, I think a, a big season for him really because apart from the the period he's been out injured and obviously there's nothing he can do about that, he's been absolutely fantastic for us. And I remember at the start of the season, he just, I didn't feel he was maybe getting the praise he deserved. He was scoring the occasional goal, but he was still coming in for a bit of criticism because he hadn't. You know, he wasn't Lyle Taylor or Carlin. You know, he wasn't banging in goals every single week. But he's been consistently good. He's been consistently scoring goals. And as Benji said there about his work ethic and his work rate, he's been he puts that in for the team as well. I've been I've been really really impressed with him um, all season. Uh, him and and obviously Chucks as well. But yeah, he to get to double figures. Obviously, as a striker, I'm sure so often they say the first thing they they think about when they start a new season is right get to double figures and then and see where they go from there and as I say considering the period he had out injured I think he's done brilliantly to get there and yeah I think him and him and Chucks would have been quite a nice option and, and maybe they will get the chance Tuesday night because whilst I'm impressed with what Stockley has done since he's come in it does encourage us to play a, a certain style unfortunately and I think with those two actually getting the ball into feet with them and having some good runners around them, it could be that could be the identity that we're we're looking for and the sort of what I've spoken about in in the last few few weeks now. So yeah, delighted for him um, and hopefully he can still get a few more over over the rest of this season. Mm. So a point, Ben. Um, I mean, our playoff hopes, as I said at the top of the show, I'm still still clinging on. Um, what do you reckon? So we're sitting two points behind Ipswich. You are in sixth. Uh, we've played two more games than all the side, the two sides above us and the two sides below us. Um, who you know of all you know the two sides below us are, are two points behind us as well. Gillingham, two points behind us, but on the same amount of games played, sitting three behind uh, below us in in the table. Ipswich and Doncaster, two points and four points ahead of us with. Uh, two and three games in hand on us. I mean, it's it's, it's not looking great if we're being honest. <laughs> um, 
But uh, clinging on to it, I mean, I, we'll hear what I said to Bo in a minute. But you know, going into this week, I think well, nine points would be ideal. Three, uh, you know, seven points out of those three games wouldn't be the end of the world. But we have to make sure we get those three points now against Bristol Rovers. We do. Uh, they've got a new manager. He's been a bit iffy. Of course, we know about him, Joey Barton, uh, coming down. He's d- he did well at Fleetwood, I think. He got him into the playoffs last season and, and nearly got him there. And second season syndromes kind of drowned him out a little bit. But look, we've got to worry about our own game. I think yesterday, I think Bowyer was a bit too worried about the game. Shrewsbury come down and I know he tries to model our team on what they're going to do. And we need to create our own chances. And I don't think that worked yesterday because of the defensive minded we set out. As Tom said I think we set ourselves out for a battle when we really should have trying to be creating more chances because when we did, when the subs came on after that, it, we looked better. So we've we've got to go on the attack if we if we want to hang on to these slim chances of playoffs. We got to go on the attack. We got to try and create chances against the team that are low on confidence. They're down the bottom. So are Wimbledon. They're worried about uh, getting relegated. Um, and, and we go into these two games with confidence. We are unbeaten in a few games now, so we've got to try and drag the positives from places. Um, and hopefully Jake is back and we're nursing him through these these times because he has been a vital player to us. And I, I don't mind that so much because we'd be gutted if he was out for a while. And he's come back this season after an injury hit season and mismatch and all that and, and he's looked really good and he it's, he makes us tick he does in that middle but I think if you're going to look for a replacement for him when he's not playing it's surely Shinny in that middle and I thought he did well when he come on but yeah look overall prospects of playoffs I try and hype it up before I watch a game to make it a bit more exciting I know Tom says he when we concede a goal or when Ronnie missed that penalty, there was no emotion there. I think I was in the camp with you. I was quite gutted when Ronnie missed that chance. But for me, if someone like Ronnie, um, sorry, going a bit off piece there, but someone like Ronnie, he's gutted. He really is chomping at a bit to try and make amends for that penalty miss. Surely you've got to bring him on yesterday and, and give him that time to to make amends for that. And and he wasn't given that opportunity yesterday, which, which I thought was a shame. And, and someone like Jaya Simi, I didn't agree with the comments yesterday. You've got to give him a go. I'm pulling my hair out and I've got not much left at the front anyway. But <laughs> ripping, give him a, give Jaya Simi a chance. Miller's end product is so frustrating. And you've got Jaya Simi on the bench who's done it time and time again for Swindon, who's not getting a chance. I don't get that. And yeah, I think, yeah, well, I, as I say, I went off piece, but playoff prospects... I try to get myself up for the game. So, yes, I still think there is a little chance there. Do I think we'll get it? No, because I think we're too inconsistent. Excellent stuff. Right, let's uh, hear from Lee Bowyer. He does uh, have some comments about Jai Simi. I did ask uh, Bo what he's made of uh, dying Jai Simi uh, so far. So we'll hear those in uh, in this uh, interview here. I spoke to the Addicts boss after the game against uh, Shrewsbury to find out what he made of the performance. I thought we started really well. I think the first 45 minutes was very good. Should have gone in at half-time leading. <clears throat> um, and, um, but we didn't take our chances. Created a few. Um, a few good chances, but they cleared one off the line. I think the defender from Albie shot. He beat the keeper, but 
the defending. Jaden's chance, set pieces. I think we had chances as well. So um, yeah, I thought we we looked very good first half, and then everything we done well first half, getting the overlaps and the, creating the overloads on the out wide. We just stopped doing it second half. I think we just everything was a lot slower. Um, it just seemed slow. Even when we was passing it, everything was slow, the tempo. And we just didn't really get going uh, second half. Um, then they get the goal. Didn't think there was really much in it until then. Uh, and then we had to change change shape. A few personnel looked tired. So, um, so yeah, uh, once we changed shape, then we, we, we got on top and look very good. I think um, if, if Chuck scores, we'll probably go on and win the game. And I honestly believe that because we were really good. Um, and then kind of steps up, gets his goal. Um, but then we're so pushing, we're so like, we, we want to win, you know, like that's what, what my, type, my side's, that's why I set him out, to, to go and win every time. And um we were trying so hard to win that we left ourselves a bit vulnerable at the back at times. Uh, I have to say, Pierce, he outstanding defending once. He was 1v1. And, um, and he done really well to, to snuff it out. And, uh, but yeah, overall, a lot of pros, a lot of cons to, to, to take from it. Overall, I um, disappointed. I look at his two points dropped, but Shrewsbury... In a bad side, they don't concede many. They're difficult to play against. You, you see them there. Yeah, difficult side to play against, and uh, yeah. But two points dropped, I think. But at the end, the players you have to give them credit because they kept going and going and going. When they played as many games as what they have in short space of time of late, it'd have easy have just thought, "Well, I'm tired," and which they were. But they didn't, they kept going to the end and got the point. They at least deserved that one point. So, um, yeah, happy and sad. <laughs> do, do you think that's why they weren't quite out at the start of the second half, that, that tiredness? And uh, I guess because the fact that they did stick at it and, and you've now gone four games unbeaten, it keeps up a little bit of that momentum, I guess. Yeah, because it, obviously you, ain't, you, ain't, you haven't been beaten. Uh, I think there was quite a few that looked tired to me. Um, young Albie, I brought him off not because he was playing bad, he was playing well, but he just tired. He just couldn't, he physically couldn't move anymore from, from where I was standing. So he wasn't alone, there was a few, a few like that, but but they're human, you know, like they, they only made the one change um, where. Normally, I try and freshen it up a little bit more, but when they're in a good place like that, I'm like, go on. Don't really want to disturb too much. But if you don't disturb too much, then you, you get this, you get the, the fatigue side of things, you know? And um, So, yeah. Uh, but they kept going and that's all you can ask. Remember, the lads have come off the bench, they've done well. They, um, they done well and, and, and helped us get a point. So, uh, so yeah. A great week for Connor now. She's up to, to double figures for goals in it. It felt like at times, as as Chum was sort of chasing the game after going behind, that there was 
you, you almost needed to see a shot that sort of wriggled through a load of bodies like Connors did because they were really packing out that penalty area. That's what they do. They, they defend their six-yard box very well. Um, we keep putting crosses in. They've got three, three big, big centre-halves. They just head everything away. So, um, Jaden's one first half. That was something that we, we showed them. Look, this, this is how we scored away. We knew that before we played them away. That, that little cutback one, that's, that's the one that's going to hurt them because they all naturally run back to their goal and, and defend the six-yard box. So, um, yeah, it was a good move, great move. Just a shame we, we didn't take that chance. But, but yeah, they're, they're a tough side. Tough side, shoot. It's 13 now without a clean sheet at home. I think that there wasn't really too many chances to Shrewsbury before the goal, but it just it goes to show you can't fall asleep at all at this level. I think looking back, I think Curbs and, and Laurie Wilson on the thing suggested maybe Gunter had just got the wrong side of, it, of his man there, but it just shows if you switch off for one second, you're in trouble in this division. In any division, this is, this is what I say. Like These are the, the things in both boxes. Like, yeah, that's where games are won and lost. And if you just switch off or like or, or, or don't take your chances, like, we should have, in my eyes, should have been two up before they even scored. They didn't, Ben didn't really touch the ball. And then the net, then he's picking it out of the net. Like, that's so it's disappointing, obviously. Like, drives me crazy. But you're going to make mistakes at times and people are going to switch off. That's why we score goals. If people didn't switch off, then there would be no goals. <laughs> so every game would be nil-nil. So <laughs> people make mistakes. And uh, but most important thing, looking at the positive side, is that we we kept going and, and, and we got the, the, the point that we least deserved. So. Obviously, you made quite a few changes to freshen it up, and we know all about the likes of Chucks and Shinny who came on. But what one who came on today? Uh, DJ, we haven't seen a great deal of him. I mean, how have you sort of assessed his first first month at the club or so? Obviously, his chances haven't been have been a bit few and far between so far. Again, he's a young lad that's just learning. Um, it's, it's different when you go and play for a Swindon, not in a disrespectful way. Uh, but when you go and play for Swindon, then the expectation ain't, ain't as high. Um, when you come and play for Cholton, there's a different level and a different standard and that's, that's, that's the reality of it. Um, he's adjusting. Has to keep working hard. I think uh, today, a couple of times, I, I think he lost the ball but then he worked hard and won it back straight away like he reacted, which I want all my players to do but obviously, he's not been used to that. Everything's new to him. So, uh, and he's young. So he, he'll improve. I mean, he'll get more opportunities. So, uh, yeah, it'll be OK. So just finally, me, obviously another one here again on, on Tuesday. When we were coming into this, this run of the three homes, in, in my mind, I was thinking you know, seven points would be a, a decent enough return if we can't get nine. And I think uh, probably sort of getting to that stage now where you can't really afford to drop too many more, obviously, in, in the playoff race. Is that how you're seeing it, especially here at home at the moment? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're a good predictor, then, isn't it? <laughs> if that's what you're, you're predicting, that we should get seven. Um, yeah, obviously, we want to try and get all nine. Uh, that's not possible now. So we just got to focus on the next game and, and, and try and win that. Um, so yeah, every game's hard. You, 
you have to earn it and you have to do things right and uh, we've shown when we do do that right then, then we win games so again I believe there's still a lot of points to play for and, and there's a lot of twists and turns that's going to happen between now and the end of the season so we've just got to keep trying to make sure that we're doing the right things um, and not, not worry about any, anyone else Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button right? For me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow. And you look at me and I understand you. Good ball out here on the right hand side to Smith. Smith, ball into the box. And he can out for it! Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right hand side. Smith with the cross. And Aniko's on hand to bury his header. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Before the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss, Lee Bowyer, after yesterday's one-all draw uh, with Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury, which no no one knows the right way of saying it. No, even people in Shrewsbury. That's why they'll just call themselves Salop. It's easier to remember. Um, yeah, I spoke to Bo, obviously, after yesterday. I, oh, let's bring up something, Tom, that, that Benji mentioned before we heard from the Addicts boss there. Uh, Darling Jai Simi, he's one that... Um, you know, because, you know, I think Liam Miller's end product perhaps has tailed off recently. I, st- I still stand by, I think he drives us forward more than most. So I don't think I'd drop him because I think then we'd actually struggle to get into the final third. But um, he obviously, is, his final end product is, is, hasn't been there as much as we'd like it to be recently. Um, so I saw a few calling in for DJ to come into the side. Uh, came on, didn't he, for the last few minutes yesterday and asked Bo what he made of him. He didn't obviously... Uh, did the old uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm not I'm not being disrespectful, but and then was very disrespectful to Swindon and, and their low standards uh, and how DJ's not quite you know still adjusting to our higher standards, um, but he obviously hasn't hit those heights yet, has he? Because he's not playing much and hasn't really sort of shone since he's come into the side. What have you made of DJ so far? What do you want to see more from from him in terms of uh, his performances so far? Yeah, I've, I haven't been impressed, but. I don't hold that against him because, as you say, he hasn't really had a lot of opportunity. I can only think off the top of my head of one game where he started. It may maybe a couple, but Benji's right. What We've seen what he can do at Swindon. We know he's a good player, and it, it's not the 
for me, it's not the fact that we're a bigger club or the expectations are different. It's just the fact that it's a move and it's a different club. And we're a club that this season are in a bit of transition uh, ourselves. So he's come into a side along with a few other players in January who are trying to figure out exactly what they are. Um, and then he hasn't had much game time either. So I think the the one game that I can remember him starting, I can't remember which game it was, but him and Miller, I think, both played. And I don't think really that kind of t- traditional flat four four two with two wingers out wide in the same sort of mould like those two really works anymore. So I think... Either you do drop Miller and you pick you pick Jayasimi and, and you play the same way but with him instead. Or you look to try and play, for example, you play Miller at the tip of a diamond and and you play DJ in one of the right or the left positions, maybe. I just think you maybe need to do something a little bit different um, because, as I say, I don't think just the two wingers work. So, yeah, as I say, I haven't been impressed with him, but I don't mean that as a criticism of him because he just hasn't had, had an opportunity yet, really, to, to impress. So... Look, I think he's a good player. We know he's a good player for this level. Uh, it might take him some time and we may not see the best of him until next season, but I'm prepared to give him that time, definitely. It's not like someone like a, an Omar Bogle or, or a Paul Smith who had opportunity, who had game time, who even when they came in, I wasn't really sure if they, they had what we needed. Um, I think with, with someone like DJ, I really think he has got it. It's just a case of giving him time to bed in. So, yeah, I think... Uh, I'd like to obviously see it towards the end of this season, but that depends on Bo's giving him game time. And then I know I'm keep looking ahead to next season, but I think from then on, maybe we can really kick on with some of these players. Mm. Right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in uh, to uh, at Charlton Live or studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, this week, uh, the first one uh, comes in from Ken, says, what a mixed bag. First half, both teams were awful. Second half was poor until Shrewsbury scored a change of order. Uh, and then the ball played on the ground certainly helped. We should have won it, but sloppy defence almost chucked it away. We just about uh, deserved a point. Uh, Jazz says a pretty drab performance, only picked up when the subs came on, and we passed it better around Shrewsbury penalty area. Getting it wide and banging it into Stockley doesn't work. Better as a narrow diamond and not playing well enough for me uh, to believe we're going up, I'm afraid, uh, at the moment. Um... Uh, Dom says that somehow we're still in the race for the playoffs. Not sure how. Uh, given that all the teams in the playoffs aren't doing that well, that does give me some help uh, if we make it. Hoping that Albie gets a run of games soon too. Uh, on the plus side, the match day stuff with Curbs and Co is always great. He always is. Yeah, what did you make of Albie yesterday, Ben? Um, you know, weird, wasn't it? He was fr- almost frozen out for four games. He's come back in and, 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 and looked all right, hasn't he, for two games in a row. Obviously tired, Bo said, by the time he came off yesterday. I really like Albie. He's got an X factor about him. He can make a pass that the others can't. Uh, and I think we said that in the week. He's got that ability now to run back and forth, make some key tackles. But I think at the moment, because he's in that squad again after being frozen out, he's probably trying a bit too hard and running all over the shop. And as Bo Riley said, he did look knackered towards the end. So... He's come back in the team. I thought he had a good game Tuesday. He started the game well, obviously nearly scored. So it's good to see because I, th- I think there is a really good player in there. But you're only going to get a really good player if you keep playing him and get consistent performances from him. And it was a, it was an okay performance from him yesterday. But um, yeah, we've got to see that again from him. Uh, and look, he's one, one for the future. You've got Prattley and Watson who are getting on a bit. I'd like to see... Morgan keep being used. He's got a longer contract at the club. 
he's the person we need to keep persevering with because he's our future. And there's there's definitely a player in there. Excellent stuff. Uh, right, the uh, next one is in from Platy. He says, can't stand Prattley and Watson uh, together in midfield. Slow and no creativity. It can't happen. Watson done well, but need two from Albie, Jake Forster, Kasky and Smith, uh, plus Miller or JD or DJ, I'm guessing, uh, alongside Watson. The playoff are still a reality, uh, but a few wins needed now as the season uh, at the end of the, the fixtures at the end of the season uh, are tough. Yeah, it's something that comes up a lot, isn't it? Watson and Prattley playing together, Tom. Um, are you are you deadly against it? I, I, I'll just put it into soccer base just to see games where they've started together. This doesn't really show the whole picture because I'd have to go into every single one and, and see um, how many times Prattley was in the defence and how many times he was in the midfield. But, I mean, where where they've where the two of them have both started, we've lost in the league one, two, three, four. Uh, where they've both started, we've won in the league one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we win more than we lose, and there's a fair few draws in there as well. One, two, three, four, five, six draws. So, we, you know, we tend to get a positive result more often than not when the two of them play together. Um, but at the same time, it, it it can feel a little bit slow at times, can't it? Yeah, I think earlier on in the season when we were playing it quite consistently, I don't think we were seeing the best out of Ben Watson, and so I didn't like it. Um as I've said a couple of times in recent weeks, I think Watson has looked a lot better in the last three or four games. And so I'm not totally against the two of them playing in the same team. But as Benji just said there when talking about Albie and, and the likes of Jake and, and Shinny, a game like yesterday, you need that creativity in there because you know they're going to sit deep and you know you're going to need to break them down. Uh, and, and they're not offering much of an attacking threat. So you don't need those two type of players. So... It it was very strange when I saw the lineup yesterday that they were both in there. Um, but I'm not against it at certain times. I think there are certain games where, yeah, you, if you've got a, a good in form, Prattley and Watson, uh, like we've had in recent weeks, I think they can play together. I think in the early part of the season, maybe they were getting used to each other. They were following each other around a bit and you didn't really need them both in there. But um, yeah, at the moment, I think there there is an opportunity to play them, but... I just don't think yesterday was it. I think you needed that creativity in a midfield that that drives forward a little bit more. Um, well, so no, obviously it doesn't happen if Jake if Jake is there as well. That's that's what 100%. we have to remember. Yeah, yeah. But then if Jake's going to go out, then then as Benji said earlier, do you look at a Shinny or a Smith instead? It seemed a bit strange to pick them, but maybe Bo, you was thinking more about the clean sheet than than goals at the other end. I don't know. Mm. Maybe he was right. Paul Williams says we're going backwards under Mr. Sangard. Not his fault, I might add, though. Boya is setting us up like this is ridiculous. Scared to try and win a game of football. It's ludicrous. We seem like a team who are trying to stay in the league, not trying to get the last playoff uh, place. Uh, YC2020 says we were fine. Uh, yesterday got some emails that have come in uh, as well mcsquared says hi guys uh, once again thought we were a bit below par and the draw was a fair result to be fair shrewsbury uh, were a pretty decent side and defended well throughout the match yet another match where clear-cut chances were few and far between and the two sides pretty much cancelled each other out as lee boyer pointed out afterwards too many players seem to be a bit below par on the day and the shrews seem to have more energy overall we looked better uh, going forward when the subs came on and an ek sadly missed another sitter thankfully washington 
Washington had another good game, though, and put his chance away well. It's no coincidence whatsoever that Jake Forster Kasky was missing again as our midfield creativity was lacking until Smith uh, was introduced. I don't think we should be starting both Prattley and Watson in, in midfield as they are both too defensively minded. One holding midfielder is sufficient in the circumstances. As we are in no danger of being relegated and have an outside chance of making the playoffs, I think we would be better to throw caution to the wind a bit in the next few matches and start with Smith and Shinny in the midfield if Jake's unavailable to give us a bit more cutting edge. Miller was rather disappointing again and Albie started well but fizzled out. All in all, not a bad performance but we were a bit flat. Hopefully our energy levels will be up again on Tuesday. Anyway, a great contribution uh, from Brownie uh, on the commentary again. Uh, cheers, McSquared. Michael says, hi all. A couple of points to pick out from yesterday. I wouldn't be upset if you picked just one of them. Yeah, the, Pratt- the Prattley-Watson debate. After three games where we looked to be gaining some momentum yesterday, again highlighted the importance of Jake playing in the middle. Prattley and Watson playing together in midfield is an issue. It's not about them not getting forward. It's about their ability to pick out that final pass forward that Jake, Albi or Shinny can. They're both great hard-working players at their best uh, playing the defensive holding role and mopping up possession. Watson has excelled there in the previous three games, and we all know how well Prattley does in that position. Unfortunately, for much of yesterday, both found themselves under pressure of having to pick a pass to move in that final third, and it often resulted in us losing the ball through not taking care of it. Uh, playing both together helps with not conceding and looking more solid. However, it has to be an either-or decision uh, in team selection for the rest of the season, as we really need to be creating more going forward. Uh, it says the Martson Miller controversial opinion. Martin and Miller offer us pace and an ability to carry the ball forward. However, the end product and decision making in the final third can be lacking as they're both still learning. We're always looking threatening down that wing, but we don't convert enough of that threat into clear cut chances. Both are likely to cut in uh, with Ian claiming an assist through doing so yesterday. However, they do seem to get in each other's way a lot. Yeah, it's an interesting one, uh, Ben. That's from from Mike and Steve talking about. The, uh, I did mention it earlier, obviously um, with Miller, but I guess Martin probably will feel like his end product isn't quite as much as as he wants to. But I I agree with what they've what, what Mike said there. I, I always feel more dangerous down that wing because they do get forward. It's just finding that end product, perhaps that that little bit of how they interact with each other, and sometimes Martin will go slightly too early on the overlap or, or something it does it's not quite fully there there that 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 partnership yeah i think nath mentioned it on thursday that he prefers miller on that left side because him him and martin do link well together down that side and this it's only going to be, uh, come with regular game time and it's going to know what each other are doing and miller's good at running back so if martin has accelerated in front of him he can work forward and look, we got the goal on Tuesday night, that second goal from, from that exact position. Martin was involved, Miller was involved, Aniki down there as well. And we should have scored yesterday from that position where Stockley, as we spoke about earlier, shot it straight at the keeper. It's a, it's a position where we can exploit it, but it, obviously let, let's look at that and think, okay, it's working down that side. Keep working with it. I know exactly what you mean about Miller, and I've praised him for that. I, th- I think he does drag us up the pitch well. He does pull us up there. Um, and I hear what Tom's saying, playing two wingers at the same time. Would you play that as a 4-4-2? It's a bit of an old-school old formation. Does it work? I'm not sure. But you can only judge players and, and judge positions if they're having that regular game time. And that is something that's working for us. I like that. It just goes to show you don't need to boot it up there in the middle of the park. And as Tom's been banging on about, and we all have, that identity of a team, 
where do we go when we're back to basics? Let's how do we score a goal? Let's exploit that. We we get down that left side. Okay, they might get in each other's way sometimes, but it's, it's only going to get better because we're seeing the fruition of that uh, happening at the moment. So let's let's work through that. Keep the ball on the floor and work the wings. We got good wingers. Mm. Right, Steve says hi guys. The result was inevitable as soon as we saw the team sheet. I'm a big supporter of Bo, but the tactic to play Watson and Prattley together was way too negative against the team we had to beat. Bo said in the press uh, they were a tough team to break down, so why play two plodders? It really should have been Shinny or Morgan in there and DJ out wide. One can run and can't pass. The other can pass but can't run. Uh, but if we want to go up next season, neither Watson or Pratters are the answer. Another mindless booking as well for Darren Pratt. On a positive note, Collar deserves praise for his hard work running the channels and a hot streak in front of goal. Long may it continue. Albie worked hard as well. We go again. Come on, you Reds. That's from Steve. Cheers, Steve. Uh, Phil Hall says, hi, guys. More points dropped uh, due to allowing their midfield to run 22 yards unchallenged uh, to the edge of the area and deliver a pinpoint cross for the goal. One thing to note is that all the goals we have conceded where a player has been allowed to run in the inside channels unchallenged are games that Jake Forster Kaska has been forced to miss. Uh, disappointed with our final passes yesterday, overhit crosses and misplaced passes to opponents and all too close uh, on the touchline resulting in short passes to mark players and creating errors and panic decisions which often uh, as often as not end up in us losing possession. I read into the interview with Jake Forster Kaski that he would stay if a contract was offered whichever league we're in next season so he could really deal with someone taking control of that before it's too late. Usually Bristol Rovers is a tight game so expect another difficult one on Tuesday. Hopefully a few fresh legs uh, on the pitch as we certainly look jaded in the second half on Saturday. Keep up the good work as always and enjoy. Well listen that's from Phil Hay, che- uh, Phil Hall. Uh, cheers Phil. Phil Hay writes uh, for about Leeds United. That'd be amazing if he started emailing us. Uh, and finally before we look ahead to that Bristol game Sam. Uh, hi chaps it's been a while since I am Modine usually because I always catch up on the show via podcast. Uh, this one's a bit unrelated to yesterday's game but I wanted to share. Uh, I've been giving a shout out to our Alzheimer's Society's uh, cycle for dementia. Uh, there's been a lot of news around dementia in sport in recent months particularly to heading uh, in football. It's a real Rory uh, with football being played by thousands of people up and down the country. There could be a lot of people unknowingly affected. Therefore, I'm planning on doing a 250 miles minimum uh, in 30 days. I'm two days in and 44 miles up. Uh, I'm planning for my last ride to be a ride from my house in Morden to the Valley, which is uh, roughly 18 miles, hopefully at the beginning of April. So if you want to follow my progress, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at SamJS94. Great show as always. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Sam. Good luck. Uh, with your challenge and hopefully you'll be able to do that. That'll be a great day. Uh, the final day when you do your challenge and cycle from Morden uh, to the Valley. Right. Uh, shall we look ahead, uh, Tom, to the, the Bristol Rovers game? Um, so I've, I've set my stall out. We have to win. We have to win on... Uh, that's that's what I've decided on, um, on, on on Tuesday if we want to have any chance of getting in the playoffs. The, the, the run has already started. Don't forget that. The run's already started, Tom, uh, because we, we, that started against Wigan. So let's, you know, where better place to keep up the run than at home to Bristol Rovers? Yeah, with that good home record we've got, yeah, it should be no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think there's really much more we can say, can we? If we want to get up there, then it's it's must win. Um, we are undefeated in, is it four now? So that should count for some positivity. I, we did seem a little bit negative yesterday in our performance, but hopefully confidence is slowly improving with every performance. Um, I'd hope there'll be a few changes on Tuesday night. Uh, as I said, there were a few players on Saturday that looked a little bit tired and I'd like to see things shaken up. 
Um, I'd love to see Ronnie given a go. I don't think he's going to be starting, but I'd love to see him given more of an opportunity. Um, but yeah, you're right. If if there's any chance of us going up, then we have to be winning pretty much all of our remaining games, I would think. Um, certainly winning or drawing. So yeah, another one on Tuesday night and we need the three points. Mm, yeah, Bristol Riverside obviously struggling. Uh, just above the relegation zone, they're sitting just a point above Wigan and Northampton. Uh, game in hand on a couple of sides around them. It's amazing that run that Burton have had now. They were drop dead bottom, weren't they? But are now sitting seven points above the rally zone. What a job uh, that, that, that Jimmy Floyd has done at, at, done at Burton. But yeah, on, on Bristol Rovers, you know, they got a point at Wimbledon, which are against Wimbledon, I should say, and beat Accrington 4 1 last week, which was a remarkable result. But, you know, that was their first win. In, in 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 a few games, they haven't won too many. They did have a long losing streak, which has sort of come to an end, you know, with, with, without defeat. But you know, Joey Barton's gone in there, someone that, that we've dealt with before, someone we've beaten already at home this season when he when he bought his Fleetwood side, Benji. Um, you know, again, you go into this run of, of three three games in eight days against teams in the bottom eight. I mean, seven points is the absolute minimum. I mean, we 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 have to put away these sides when they come to the Valley at home, don't we? We do. Uh, that's why I think we've got to, got to try and attack from the front foot. Instead of looking at how another team plays and try and think, okay, let's match ourselves against them, kind of think, no, we're the team on the ascendancy. We're the team looking for the win more. I'm sure they'll come to the Valley and think, okay, a point will be good. Uh, or they'll take confidence from that uh, Accrington performance against a team that's quite high up in the table. But, yeah, as Tom said, players are looking tired in that team. Uh, and I'd, I totally agree. You've got to give someone like Ronnie a go, but you've also got to play him in a way that suits him. You can't boo it up and expect him to have an immediate uh, link with a striker that every time Stockley or Aniki nods it on from a hoof up there that he's going to be on the other end of it and slot it in. But balls like the one Martson put in for Stockley SA, low on the ground, shot at the keeper. Those are the kind of balls you need someone like him or give Shinny another go. I, I don't agree that he should be on the bench. I think he's played quite well and he's a creative player. But I agree with the emails that have come in. I, I don't get a back four and then two defensive midfielders sitting in front of them. We're at home. I know our home form's not good. It's kind of because it's been so bad. I kind of felt like Bowie yesterday was afraid that we, if we went a bit more attacking, we'd lose that, we'd lose a game, and maybe wants to be unbeaten at home and win the away games. I, I'm not sure, but if if we're gonna hold on to any hope, we we've got to try and win this game, and we beat them away from home, didn't we already this season? Uh, so let's let's go on the attack, let's go for the win. Start with Chucks, he's fit, he's raring to go, and hopefully Jake's fit as well. Well, Zuma hasn't played much for them. I was just looking. He obviously wouldn't be able to play Tuesday, but yeah, can't mm. work him out. Well, if there's they a got... side that hasn't got space for Erin Ostuma, then it's a side that we uh, we we should be fear, fearful of. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. I think we've run out of time on uh, this week's Charlton Live. Uh, thanks to all of you who've listened uh, to the very end. Thank you to all of you who sent your messages in as well. Cheers to Ben and Tom for joining me this week. Cheers, mate. Good to, Cheers, yeah, good to have you both with me. I've been Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday to look back at this game against Bristol Rovers and ahead to next weekend's London derby with AFC Wimbledon. Look forward to speaking to you again then. But for now, we shall say goodbye. Charles and Charles and
Kevin Ellison yesterday, that was funny. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't realise it was Derek Adams till yeah. later as well, because I can't stand Derek Adams. Oh, he's a... I can't stand him either. He's 42, Kevin Ellison. Fair play to him, man. Yeah, you'd think he'd grow up by now, but that was funny. <laughs> that was good. So I, was saying, I was saying to Tom, like, you reckon Bogle will do that to Bo, you're alive on Sky? <laughs> make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.